Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Amen. Stand with me all across the room this morning. That song reminds me of a verse that says, Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Run boldly to the throne of grace that we might find mercy and grace and help in the time of need. How many know that when we're in need, we need to run to the Father? Amen. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, we love you so much and we bless your holy name today. On this Father's Day, Lord, we just thank you that you're a father like no other. God, I just give you praise today, and Lord, I thank you for all of our earthly fathers, but Lord, all of us together would agree that our heavenly father is just like no father uh, that we could compare to. God, I just thank you right now that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, and we can find mercy and grace and help in the time of need. So Lord, I just pray for every person in this place today. We all need your help. And God, I ask you right now to do what no other power can do in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I just pray that you'll bless the message this morning that we're about to receive. God, let us take heed according to your word, Lord God. I pray that we'll lean into your word today, Lord God, and that you'll let us to be, be the men and women you've called us to be. And we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said aloud, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. On this Father's Day, and by the way, it's so great to see all of you right here on campus. Uh, I can already tell that this is the best attendance we've had since we've opened, hallelujah. And uh, for all of you that are on campus and also online, we just welcome you today and hope that you'll feel right at home. It is so good to see you today. There's so much hope in the air, and I just thank the Lord that he's brought us through and he's bringing us through. Can I get a witness? Amen. So I want to talk on this Father's Day about knowing God as Father. And by the way, just before we get started today, I'd like you to just kind of put your hands together and give all of our dads a great applause of appreciation. Would you do that? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Love all of our dads, and I hope that you have a great day today. I hope you don't have to do anything, but everyone does everything for you. Yeah, that's going to happen. We know that, right, huh? Okay. Uh, So again, thank you for joining us uh, on campus and online. And I want to talk this Father's Day about knowing God as Father. Say it with me this morning, knowing God as Father. Because when you understand the kind of Father that God is... When you understand his attributes and his character, it's going to help you to become a better father yourself. So let's just look at this this morning. And by the way, I think each one of you have received a set of notes, and you can get notes online as well. But if you can just follow those notes, it will give you a good framework on the message today. But when we're talking about God our Father, I just want you to know, first and foremost, I want you to know that God loves you. How much God loves you. Just say with me, I am loved by God. Amen? You know, and I always like this, the one who knows you best loves you most. You might think yourself as a little bit many times as unlovable, but I want to just tell you right now, God thinks you're special and God loves you with an everlasting love. Every single person in this place, God loves you. And aren't you glad that he does? Amen? 
So let's just kind of establish, first of all, who God is and what kind of a family that you're a part of, right? Let's just establish that right now. First of all, God is love. Say it with me this morning. God is love. And the Word of God says this in 1 John 4, 16, we know and rely on the love that God has for us. Then the Bible says this, God is love, and whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So we know and rely on the fact that God is love. Say it with me this morning, God is love. Hallelujah. And how do we know? Because the Holy Spirit shows us that we're loved by God. How many of you have ever had God kind of just reach down into your life and show you that he loves you? How many ever felt like, man, I feel all alone today, or I feel like, you know, nobody loves me, and then God says, wait a minute, that's not true. I love you. And if you are loved by God, you've got everything you need right there. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says this, and we talked about it this morning already, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will what? not perish, but have everlasting life. Man, I'm glad. That's one of the most quoted scriptures in the Bible. God so loves the world. Say it with me. God so loves the world. And that's, we're talking about that God is love. Praise God. So that's the first thing. God is love. Say it with me this morning. God is love. Now, as a follower of Christ, by the way, you're preaching back really well this morning. I really appreciate that. It's like you've been gone for a year and a half. I don't know what it is. But you're preaching back really well this morning. Praise God. Now, here's the second thing. As a follower of Christ, you are a child of God. You're a child of God. In fact, the Bible says this in John chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. It says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. I want you to say here this morning, you've been born once to your earthly parents, but you've been born again of your spiritual father in heaven. It's called being born from above. It's called being born again. It's called being born of the spirit. Now, everyone that I'm looking at now, looking at, you've been born, you know, in a natural birth, but how many of you know you also have a spiritual birth? Amen. So we've been born of our parents, of course, but we've been born from above by our Heavenly Father. And then the Bible says in 1 John 3, 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. So I want to just establish this morning that as a follower of Christ, you are a child of God. Say with me, I'm a child of God. I don't have it in my notes, but you're also a friend of God. Can I get a witness? Amen. Uh, Turn to your neighbor right now and say, you are a child of God. I know this one preacher years ago on TV, every time he'd talk to the congregation, he'd just keep saying, child of God, child of God. You know, he'd remind you that you're a child of God. Well, I am a child of God. And now, here's the next thing I want you to know, that God is your heavenly father. He's your heavenly or your spiritual father, as opposed to our earthly fathers, all right? We love our earthly fathers, and we honor them today. But God is our heavenly father. He's our heavenly father. And I want you to say it with me this morning, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Say it with me, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Every time that I go out to walk and pray, I always open up with that prayer, our father in heaven, I hallow and reverence your holy name. And God, I lift you up today. This is a day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. 
God, I thank you right now that if God before me, who can be against me? And I worship you today, Lord God. I love you today. Thank you, Lord God, that I'm your child. And this day, Lord God, belongs to you. And we're going to do this day together. Hallelujah. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then God said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 18. He says, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now, there's a little condition with that. He says, I'll be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and your daughters. He says this. If you read the verse before it, it says this. He says, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and I'll receive you. Now, he's saying this. I don't want you, you're in the world, but I, want you, I don't want you to be of the world. How many you know that we live in a world right now that we don't really want to be of this world? But we live in it nevertheless. But he says, come out and be separate from the world. That doesn't mean to separate yourself from people because people need God. But I'm talking about separating yourself from worldliness. Be separate. Then he says, then I'll be a father to you and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Now, I want to just say this this morning as well. To all those who are without a father today or have grown up without a father, God promises to be a father to the fatherless. Man, what a great hope that we have. That if somehow you were minus in life and didn't have, I'm talking about minus of the privilege of having a father, if you didn't grow up with a father, God says, I'll be a father to you. He'll be a father to the fatherless. A defender of widows is God in his holy habitation. You might feel alone, but you're never alone because God is with you. And if God is with you, who can be against you? Can I get a witness? Give the Lord God a great hand clap of praise this morning because he's our heavenly father. Hallelujah. I can tell you this. There's been many times in my life that I feel alone. And, and, and you know, you can be in the middle of a crowd and feel alone. Did you know that? You can just be in the middle of a group. You can be at your office all packed out with people, and you can still just feel alone and isolated. But let me tell you this. By the power of the Holy Spirit, God will show himself to you. He'll reveal himself to you and show you that you're not alone at all. I've got God the Father. And God will lift you up, and he'll help you. He'll help you to keep going. So I want to talk this morning just for a few more moments about knowing God as Father. So when you understand the kind of father that God is and when you understand his attributes and his character and his nature, you'll become a better father yourself. So let's look at some of the attributes of our father. What are they, all right? First of all, and I want you to just think about this. First of all, our father, and I'm talking about our father in heaven, our father is faithful. Say it with me, God is faithful, amen? He's faithful. We've just lived through 15 months of a pandemic. But get this, we've just witnessed 15 months of the faithfulness of God. Do you think about that? 15 months of the faithfulness of God. Now, I can just remember when we got started at this 15 months ago. And by the way, why am I talking about that this Sunday? Because this is our first Sunday when we're kind of fully back. We've been back. We started back up in February 14th. But now, I'll tell you what, the restrictions have been lifted here in California. But I remember going into the pandemic and just going like, my goodness, what's going to happen? And then they said it's only going to be for three months, and then we should be good after three months. It's the same people that told us that we'd have a shopping mall in three years when I got here 19 years ago. <laughs> I just drove by there, and there's a casino going up there now. Thank, uh, no, no thanks to the Lord for that. 
Just what we need, another casino. I'm not getting very big amens on that one. That kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, I know what I'm going to be preaching on coming up these next few months. All right. You heard about the guy that drove his Cadillac to the casino and drove, uh, uh, rode home in a Greyhound bus, right? You know what I'm saying? He, no, here's how it goes. A guy rode his 80, 000, he drove his $80,000 Cadillac to the casino and he rode home in a $200,000 Greyhound bus. That's how it works. Amen. So, um, God is faithful. In fact, last Tuesday, Jan, uh, June 15th, I, I shared this post on Facebook because June 15th was the day that all the restrictions got lifted. And I wrote in my Facebook post, Today, June 15th, as California officially sheds most COVID restrictions and fully reopens, I'm thankful to the Lord for 15 months of faithfulness through even the toughest of times. Um, for faithfully watching over his church and watching over our lives. And then I put this verse in, in 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, 3, but the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Hallelujah. Say it with me, the Lord is faithful. He'll establish you and he'll guard you from the evil one. Praise God. So God is faithful. And I want to thank the Lord this morning, too, for the faithfulness of all of our fathers here. Um, I watched my father, my father passed away a few years ago, but I watched my father be faithful to our family of five for every year of his life, he was faithful to us. And I watched dad be faithful to my mom through 50 years of marriage and also 15 years of Alzheimer's disease. Faithful through the good times, faithful through the bad times, Faithful, faithful through much and faithful through little. Faithful in health and faithful in sickness. Faithful in life and faithful until death. Man, I'll tell you what, when you say those marriage vows, I don't think we really know what we're saying. You know, I'll be there through the good times and the tough times, but when they come, you find out how faithful you're really going to be. And, and Dad was just as faithful as could be with a running cover for mom early on, you know, when she had Alzheimer's disease and it was beginning to affect her mind, but then taking care of her for 15 years. I always knew that dad would outlive mom, but that wasn't the case. Mom actually outlived dad by about four years. And, uh, but he was faithful to her and faithful to our family every year of the way. And I'll tell you what, even dad would say he wasn't a perfect dad. I would say that I'm not a perfect dad. But I'll tell you what, I've tried to be faithful all of my life to my family. And how many of you would say, even your dads, even with their flaws, we got to pay honor to where whom honor is due. Um, I think sometimes when you get to be a certain age, remember how, how dumb your parents were when you were a senior in high school, but how much they learned uh, by the time you got out of college? They learned so much during those four years. And I'm just saying that uh, I think we just need to give honor to whom honor is due. And why don't we give all of our parents, even those that are up in heaven, give them a good God bless you this morning. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want to know what love and faithfulness looks like, just look at God. And, and it says this, but you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. In other words, if you want to look at what faithfulness really is, uh, look at God. 
And then the Bible says this, it's because of the Lord's great love that we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, it's his great love that he has for us, that his compassions never fail. We'd have been consumed a long time ago if it wasn't for the compassions of God. It, we don't know who wrote Lamentations, where this is from, but it's probably Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was just thankful for God's faithfulness. You know, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. Great is your faithfulness. And then we used to sing a song when I was a kid years ago. It's a good one. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, come on, sing it. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Say it with me. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Now, you might be looking at me and say, Pastor, you're dating yourself now. You must be old or something like that. Let me tell you, that was an old song when I was, a ch when I was in church seven, at age seven. You know what I'm saying? But it still sings quite well today because all I have needed, God has provided. God is a faithful God. Man, I was so glad on the worship set this morning when we sang that we just said, you know, faithful you are, faithful you will always be. Praise God. God is a faithful God. God has been faithful to us. God is being faithful to us. And God will be faithful to us. Past, present, and future. Can I get a witness? Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. So God is faithful. Now, the second thing about our Father is this. Our Father's attentive. Say with me this morning, attentive. He's attentive. I remember that my Father was always attentive to my needs. When I graduated from high school, I remember this. We were just graduating from high school, and we were just getting ready uh, to have uh, probably an open house or something like that. And Dad sent us, my twin brother and I, downtown in Worthington, Minnesota, a little town. And he said, I want you to go down to Bishop's Clothing Store, and you just pick out the suit that you want to have. Pick out a suit for graduation. I said, man, Dad, are you kidding me? I mean, I never knew my dad to buy me a suit. And he says, no, just go down to Bishop's. Ernie Bishop is down there. He'll take care of you. And, uh, and you, you pick out whatever suit you want. And so I picked out a, at the time, it was called a double knit. Double knit suit, and it was completely green and plaid. <laughs> Remember those days? <laughs> we were styling, man. But he was attentive to my needs. And then when I went to Bible college, we left mom. And you don't remember how much mom does around the house until you don't have mom around anymore. So we went, my brother and I went to Bible college. And we got into our dorm room and we went to work. And so we're going to school to work in the dorm room. And I'm telling you what, so mom and dad came up after two weeks to pay us a visit. And the dorm room was nothing short of a mess. My brother and I were at work when my mom and dad showed up unexpectedly. They just came into town. They went up to our dorm room, and it looked like an explosion. But dad and mom went out. They went out to Target, and they bought us new waste baskets, laundry baskets, supplies. 
They cleaned our room and they did our laundry. My mom did our laundry. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I thought the laundry did itself, but it didn't do itself. My mom's been doing that for 18 years, and all of a sudden it just stopped. The laundry service stopped. And, but they did all of this for us. Why? Because they were attentive to our needs, and they were watching over, over us, and they wanted to make sure that we're going to be okay. How do you know that all of us do about the same thing with our kids too, amen? Although we only do it once or twice, but we do it, we do it, and we help them out. Now, the Bible says this, the eyes of God are on the ways of man, and he sees all of his steps. I'm talking about God being an attentive person, attentive God. He sees all of our steps, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. The face of the Lord is against all those who do evil. So this is what the Bible says. God's eyes are on those. Eyes are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But God, God his face turns away from all those who do evil. How many of you would rather be doing right than do evil? Amen. Amen. And when we do the will of God, God says he's going to keep his eyes on us. God's watching over you today, everyone. Hallelujah. You might think, man, things are just going sideways, but God is still watching over your life. Be encouraged in the Lord. And in fact, Jesus said this, what is the price of two sparrows? Is it one copper coin? In other words, is it just a little penny? And, but he says, not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. Listen to this. Not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing this. Now, everyone, I do a lot of, a lot of walking and praying, and I go out and walk and pray uh, in a year. It'd be hundreds of days in a year because I usually walk and pray um, six days a week, Monday through Saturday, just as a discipline. But every now and then, I'll see a bird laying on the side uh, of the road or on the boulevard that didn't make it through. And I'll think, you know what? That bird's days are ended, but I'll tell you what, that bird never fell to the ground without God seeing it. God's eyes are on the sparrow. And, and not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. Here's the point. He says this also, the next verse says this, and the very hairs of your head are numbered. Say it with me right now. The very hairs of my head are numbered. How many of you that God is very busy? Just minusing and plusing on all the hairs that are dropping out. Think about it, everyone. But he says this, here's the point. So don't be afraid. Are you not more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows? You could have a whole flock of sparrows, but you're more valuable to God than that. Hallelujah. That's where we get a song called His Eyes on the Sparrow, but I know that he watches over me. Aren't you glad that God is attentive and he's watching over you? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, next one is this is our father is a teacher. Our father is a teacher. And, and, and you've heard... Of, of the saying, like father, like son. Say it with me this morning, like father, like son. And it's true because we learn so much from our fathers by watching them and imitating them. I'll tell you what, we just, when we watch our fathers, we imitate them. And I've learned so much about life and marriage and ministry by just watching my father. And I want to just say this to all of our dads today. Dads, whether you believe it or not doesn't make it any less true you are constantly teaching your children, and they're watching you. So you teach them by the way you act, and you especially teach them by the way that you react. It's quiet. We teach them by the way that we act and by the way that we react. 
and, and they're watching you. And if you don't feel like you're up to the task of being a teacher, let me just say this. God will teach you first, and then you can teach your children. Amen? In fact, this says this. Who are they that reverence the Lord? He will teach them in the way that they should choose. God will be your teacher. He'll make you better. He'll teach you in the way that you, the way that you should choose. But then you can teach your own children and bring them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, let me just give you a recommendation. While you're teaching your kids, learn to teach them well, all right? How many of you want to be a good teacher to your kids, amen? And they're watching you. I heard a story a long time ago about a little boy who was riding in his car with his dad. And when he saw, an, he was looking out and he saw an airplane in the sky and he said to his, he said to his dad, Dad, what makes that airplane fly? And his preoccupied father said, I don't know, son. And then they rode along a little farther and he saw a boat that was floating on the water and he said, Dad, what makes that boat float? And his dad said, I don't know, son. And then finally his son saw a train and he said, Dad, what keeps that train on the tracks? And then he said to his son, son, I, I, I don't know. And so his son said to his dad, finally, he says, Dad, I hope that you're not, I hope that you don't mind me asking you all of these questions. And his father answered, and he says, well, of course not, son. How do you expect to learn anything if you don't ask any questions? Amen? <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you're going to teach your children, know something to teach them. Can I get a witness? Amen. So dads, ask the Lord to teach you, and then teach your children in turn, all right? Praise God. In fact, David the psalmist, you'd have to say that he had something going for him. But David said this, Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I might live according to your truth. Uh, I'd like everyone to say that this morning. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I might live according to your truth. And then I want to just speak this over you right now from Isaiah. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be your peace. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm looking at so many young people right now. You're just getting started with your families, and, and I just bless you. Just cherish every moment of it. It's going to go by so fast. It won't be 18 years. It'll be 18 months, it'll feel like, when you get to the end. And all of the ones that have been through that tell me that I'm telling the truth, right? So enjoy every moment. And, and there's so many things that I have regrets about when I was raising my own children. I was on the road, at least for the first seven or eight years of their life. I missed out on the first seven or eight years of life because I was out doing ministry and I was on the road doing ministry. But let me tell you what, if I had to do that all ag again, I would have just come home and stayed home and been with my family because those precious family years, you can't get them back. They go by just like that. Hallelujah. But make sure along, and by the way, I did catch myself. There's a good end to the story because at about when they were seven or eight years old, I was flying uh, uh, to Colorado Springs. I remember it well. I was flying to Colorado Springs in a jet plane, and I was, you know, uh, going to do ministry in Colorado Springs. And I was on my way over there getting ready to coordinate another city effort and doing whatever I was doing in ministry. Now, remember on my way, I, I was thinking about my kids, and I go like, man, they're just going to be graduating here in just a few years, and what are they going to be able to say? And then it just occurred to me they'd be able to say this. I say, you know, what will my kids be able to say about me when they're out of high school? And they'll be able to say, 
Dad was really a nice person, but we never did see much of him. And that really just got to me, and that's when I got off the road. And I said, man, I'm just going to go to a little church and pastor a church, but I'm going to be with my family. Hallelujah. You can, what I'm saying here this morning is this, is you can catch yourself anywhere. If you're, if you're on the wrong path right now, God will put you on the right path. He's that kind of a God. Amen. All of your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. Praise God. Now, our Father is also our helper. He's our helper. Say it with me, our helper. Now, I remember my dad many times would say to me, here, son, let me help you with that. How many of you ever heard a dad say that? Here, son, let me help you with that. And in the same way, God, our Heavenly Father, is willing and waiting to be our helper, if we'll just ask. In fact, the psalmist said it this way, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. Say it with me this morning. Behold, God is my helper. Say it with me. God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. Because God is our helper, he sent his only son, Jesus, to come alongside and help us and to save us. Amen? And then when Jesus went to heaven, God sent the Holy Spirit to what? To be our helper. So it's intrinsic in God to be our helper, to help us out, to lift us up. And I, I, just, I just want you to just depend on knowing that, that God wants to be your helper. In fact, here's a word of the Lord of you today, for you today. It says, do not fear, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hallelujah. Just look at that verse right now. It says this, do not fear. Say it with me right now, do not fear. Why? Because I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I'm going to help you, and I'm going to uphold you with my righteous right arm. Hallelujah. Now, next, our God is our encourager. Praise God. How many of you need to be encouraged every now and then? Man, I need encouragement every now and then, like every day. And God wants to encourage you. Uh, when my twin brother, my twin brother and I, we used to mow lawns in our little town. We'd go out and mow lawns, and we'd get a dollar for each lawn. And I remember every now and then, we, we built up a good little business, you know, going out and mowing lawns, and we each had our own lawnmower, so we had our gas cans and our lawnmowers, and, and then Dad, every now and then, we'd be just all over our little town, and Dad would pull up, this was in North Dakota, and Dad would every now and then uh, pull up with a station wagon at one of the lawns that we were uh, mowing. By the way, they had station wagons back then, there were no SUVs. And they had seat belts, but we never did use them. I mean, they, we thought they were for something. Snowstorms, I think, we put the, the seatbelts on. And no child carriers. They were, we threw the kids in the back on a pad in the back of the station wagon. Remember those days? Somehow we made it. And, uh, but Dad pulled up in his Plymouth Fury 3 station wagon. And then we eventually got a Plymouth Satellite sports station wagon. There were no SUVs back then. Why am I telling you this stuff? Just because it's fun to talk about. <laughs> that was back in the days of wonderful cars, like the Vega and the Pinto. <laughs> and, uh, and the <laughs> Gremlin. <laughs> anyway, oh, man. The Ford LTD. Oh, my gracious. Okay. 
So my twin brother and I were mowing the lawn, and Dad would pull along with the station wagon. He'd open the door and said, he'd say, man, you guys, you're really doing a great job. You're keeping those lines so straight that you're mowing. You know, we're just young little kids, uh, 9, 10 years old, 11 years old out there mowing lawns. And he'd say, you're just going straight lines. And, and I'll tell you what, it encouraged us greatly, and it increased our confidence just to have somebody give us an encouraging word. Let me tell you what, an encouraging word can lift up people in so many different ways. Husbands, encourage your wives. Wives, encourage your husbands. Husbands, encourage your children. And the Bible says this, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other. How many know everyone, it takes a little bit of endurance to live in the world that we're living in right now. It takes some endurance. And it also takes encouragement. So he says, the same God that's helping you to endure and encouraging you, he says, you have that same attitude towards everyone else around you. Encourage people and lift them up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? Amen. There's lots of ways that we can encourage people. Now, the Bible says this, fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Don't provoke them. What does that mean to be provoked? It means don't incite anger. Don't dwell on the negative in your children. You know what? I've actually heard parents say this over the years. Oh, my kid's just a good for nothing, you know? I've actually heard him say that in front of the kid. And he's not going to amount to anything. Oh, my goodness. If, that, if you speak that over the ch- child, possibly that's what's going to happen. So speak good things over your children. Lift them up. Encourage them. Don't dwell on the negative and Don't incite anger. But thank God, just lift them up and encourage them. In fact, the Bible says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as you are doing. Hallelujah. Say with me this morning. Encourage one another. Build each other up just as you are doing. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, you look good without that mask. (laughs) Can I get a witness right now? Come on. (laughs) And say to your neighbor right now, you haven't aged one day in the last year and a half. (laughs) That mask must have preserved your face. I don't know what happened, but... You're looking good. (laughs) Encourage one another. And then, last thing is this. Our Father is righteous, all right? He's righteous. Say with me this morning, righteous. Righteousness is living virtuous, honorable, and morally right lives in an immoral world. In other words, living right in a world that's gone wrong. Righteousness is a right standing in God's sight. It's not earned. It's given through exchange. Jesus took your sin and gave you his righteousness. You can't earn righteousness. It's given in exchange. Christ died so that you might be righteous. It's not bought. It's paid for by the shedding of Christ's blood on the cross. Praise God. Your righteousness has been paid for by Christ's blood on the cross. It's not something you earn. And it's not temporary. It's eternal. The Bible says you are clothed with the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You can't be righteous on your own. There is no one righteous, no, not one. But God says this, I'm going to put a garment on you of righteousness. I'm going to justify you in the sight of God. And that's through Jesus paid price on the cross. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a great hand clap for that. Because he says now, 
You are righteous, but be righteous and live righteous. Say with me right now, I am righteous. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but now I'm going to live righteously and going to be righteous. In fact, the Bible says this, God made Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become, what? The righteousness of God. In Christ, we become the righteousness of God. So, fathers, today I'm so glad to see all of you. God bless you. I bless you today, and I honor you today. Fathers, be faithful, be attentive, be a teacher, be a helper, be an encourager, be righteous, be a man of God. And if you receive the word of God this morning, give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Would you do that? Amen. Hallelujah. And stand with me all across the auditorium this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So good to see all of you here today, man. I'm telling you what, this Sunday just feels so special to me. It just really does. And uh, I, I just thank you for being here today. I just bless you. Man, I'll tell you what, it's the, just seeing all of you, it just blesses my heart. And I know that it blesses the heart of God. And uh, on this Father's Day again, we give the greatest honor to our Father in heaven. And I want to just ask you to just pray this prayer with me right now. Uh, the Lord's Prayer, just say with me, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And say with me, Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise this morning. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'd like to ask this morning, and uh, this will be the first time I've had someone come forward this morning, but I'd like to ask all of our dads to come forward this morning, stand all the way across the front of this auditorium. You know, keep about two and a half feet distance if you can, but... Um, uh, just come to, forward to the front or fill up the aisles. But all of our fathers this morning uh, go all the way from one end to the other end because I want to just pray a blessing over you. And you can face the, uh, audit, face the church. That'd be great. Just stand and face the church if you do that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I want to just pray a prayer of blessing over you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've got a little one with you there, right there. Man, I like that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Would you stretch out a hand towards all of our fathers this morning? Would you do that? Hallelujah. Praise God. God, we thank you right now for every father that is represented in the place this morning in this church building. For those that are standing before us, for those that are sitting in the auditorium this morning, for those of you that are online today and watching. God, we just pray a special blessing over each one of our fathers. God, today, I just ask right now that you let us be the men of God that you've called us to be. 
Lord, help us to be faithful. Help us to be attentive. Help us to be teachers to our children. Help us to be a helper, Lord God, to our families. Help us to be encouraging, Lord God, to be encouragers. And Lord, help us to be righteous, we pray in your holy name. God, I just pray right now a special blessing over each one of our fathers. And we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Also, I want to just say this this morning, all in in our auditorium today, if you're apart from your Father God, if somehow you've wandered away from Him, I'll tell you what, He's standing on the portal, waiting and watching for you to come home. So you can come home to your Father today, and He's waiting with open arms. And if you've never received Christ as your Savior or your Lord, I'll tell you what, it's the greatest decision you could ever make is to give your life to Jesus Christ on Father's Day. Amen. I'm coming home to the Father in the name of Jesus. So I want to just lead you this morning. Every single person that might be apart from God, you say, I know my life's not right with God or I've never received Christ as my Savior. I want to just invite you right now to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior today. And you can be a part of the family of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So just pray this prayer with me in church family if you'll join in. But every person that needs to pray this prayer, pray it right now. Men and women alike, just pray it up right now and receive Jesus and come home to your heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me and that you gave your life for me on the cross. Lord God... My Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. Right now, I receive your Son, Jesus, to be my Savior. Forgive me of all of my sin. Give me a new start today. Say this with me right now. With my mouth, I now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, Lord Jesus, I believe on you now, and I receive you as my Savior and my Lord, and I pray in your holy name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All across the auditorium, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, and you received Christ or you came back to God today, and, and you said, God, I want you to be first in my life. I want you to just lift your hand real, real high so that I can see you right now. Lift your hand real high if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart. Back over here. Others over here. Lift your hand real high so that I can see it. Thank you, Lord God. Let me ask you a second question. How many of you have already made that decision and received Christ as your personal Savior? Lift your hand and kind of wave it at me if you would. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Now give the Lord the best hand of the morning. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We have today, uh, by the way, this week's going to be a great week. We're fathers, children, and so forth. This week, we've got about 200 children that are coming to church for VBS this week uh, with about 90 volunteers. And so uh, uh, it's just going to be a great week with our VBS and everything. Uh, thanks again, Tish and, uh, and Raphael, and, and, and for, for being here today. And God bless you. And, uh, and uh, all of you that are visiting from out of town just to be here for Father's Day, we just love you so much. 
Have a great, great day. And here for the dads today, like I say, I'd like to give each one of you a brand new F-150, but I'm not able to do that. I'm just not able to do that. Maybe a model. But at the doors today, we do have um, a a gift card to an In-N-Out hamburger that we're going to give to each one of our dads. And you can pick that up right at the, on the way out. And also, (laughs) Brad Lewis is turning to me and saying, you're shortchanging me again, Pastor Perry. The 150, when is that going to happen? Come on now. And uh, by the way, you, you can leave your tithes and your offerings at the door today, too, on your way out if you wrote out a check in an end. But we love you so much. Father in heaven, I speak a prayer of blessing over each person in this room today, Lord God. May you bless your people, keep your people, Lord God. Heal your people, provide for your people. But I speak blessing over your people right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone that receives that blessing, say loud, amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you so much. Have a great day. Happy Father's Day. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, Stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.